Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because it is truly outrageous. And it is not... Mac, you seem a little sad today. (sighs) There's no riot in these episodes. You're you're actually going to let me call this the Gem Jam this time? There's no riot, so there's no ranting about the glory that is riot. I mean, video's in it. Does that make you feel better? She's not riot. Okay, then. Every episode in season three could be vastly improved by the inclusion of even just one word out of Riot's mouth. Maybe this is an instance where it's better that it's not, because uh, this is one of those episodes animated by that really weird other studio that did the presidential dilemma, and I think, like, a couple of other episodes, so everyone looks weird and wrong. Everything looks weird and wrong. I would love to see Riot in their style. Are you sure? Are you sure you want to see the perfection of Riot marred by this studio where everybody's eyebrows move independently of each other and their eyeballs just sort of wander in and out of the frame? Would that not be magnificent? I think we have different definitions of magnificent. We might. Anyway, it's Video Wars. Season 3, Episode 3, Video Wars, aka Episode 56. You guys, you guys, you guys, do you know who wrote this episode? Who wrote this episode? This is co-written by two gentlemen, Carrie Bears and Greg Weissman. Wait, Greg Weissman? Greg Weissman. Gargoyles Greg Weissman. Okay. As far as I can tell, this is Greg Weissman's first cartoon writing credit. Wow, and it's this. And here's the thing, uh, Kit, you will like this. Kerry Bates, he's a comic writer. He wrote just a ton of Superman. He actually was one of the folks who launched Supergirl's first solo book in the 70s. You know, back when we, she had that, like, big blue flowy top and, like, the high shorts. Wow. He also wrote a bunch of Gargoyles episodes, too. Oh, and by the way, uh, dear kids, Greg Weissman is also the showrunner for Young Justice, so... There you go. This is not a good episode. It's a really good bad one, though. And as before mentioned, this is animated by that really weird studio, so everything's gonna look wrong here, except for, like, the first music video. It's not great. Actually, the first music video is basically where we start with this episode. (laughs) And it's like a dream! God! It has been no more than two episodes since we last had a music video for Like a Dream. Like a Dream has at least three music videos. And yet this is a brand new music video from Video. They're debuting this on Lindsay's show. Not only is dance here, which is weird, but this is bizarrely well animated. Like, there's so many frames in here. And we cut briefly to Pizzazz heckling the TV. Because the world has stopped, Lindsay's show is on. They're watching TV, really close to the TV. They're on a couch, and not all of them fit on the couch. This is a mansion? You don't have two couches? You don't have, like, an easy chair? Next to the couch? Like a lazy boy, maybe? And also, Clash gets to sit on the couch? Who said Clash is allowed on the furniture? And the Misfits give uh, Clash a hard time over the fact that, like, her cousin's so successful and she's not. He's like, you're wrong. Video's not better than me. I can prove it if you'd let me make a Misfits music video. And they're like, lol, no. Yeah, in a stunning minor note of continuity, Jetta's like, remember last time you did that? In Mexico? It was a literal disaster. Then uh, Lindsay announces that video will be premiering a new music video on Saturday. Except they call it a clip. Does clip mean something different in the 1980s? I don't know. Because as far as I can tell, this is a whole music video. Granted, the music videos are basically the length of a clip of like something longer, but still. 
And it took me a while to figure out what really bothered me about the cuts in this episode between scenes. And it's that there's no fade cuts or anything. There's maybe one fade cut in this entire episode. Everything else just sort of suddenly you blink and you're in a completely different scene. So we blink and now we're somewhere completely different. Some kind of tech music studio? Yep, because their video premieres on Saturday and video is still cutting it. This is in the 1980s when you can't do this stuff digitally yet. You can't drag and drop this crap together. And it's videotape too, which is an extra huge pain in the butt to edit. Video is cutting this clip together and also one of the Starlight girls and Shayna are here helping her? Because they know how to edit videos. And Video, meanwhile, has like a small conversation where she talks about how everybody always expects me to like make something better every time and up my game. And you think that that would involve like maybe that's going to be Video's arc for this episode, but she's barely in this. The episode is named after her and she's barely in it. And then we cut to somebody knocking on a door somewhere. Keep in mind, this is that different animation studio, so there are no reused assets. We don't know whose house this is until we cut to supposedly inside the house and see misfits. As Roxy looks through the peephole and laughs at how a fisheye lens distorts the person on the other side. Like, this is how she gets her jollies. And also, like, the person on the other side of the door is obviously a huge nerd. She looks like Marion the Librarian over here. She looks like the bad timeline of the wife from It's a Wonderful Life who's just about to close up at the library. So they let this lady in. She introduces herself as Sarah Mergamont. Which is definitely a real name. And then they just take off her glasses and play monkey in the middle because I guess they're just casually cruel like that, like seven-year-olds. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say this is out of character for the misfits. And then she starts crying and then Sarah's like, no, I told you, I'm Sarah Mergamont. Or am I? Do you idiots believe everything you're told? Then she pulls off her Scooby-Doo mask to reveal Clash. Clash Montgomery? So it's you that stole the diamonds. Reminder, Clash is apparently a master of disguise now. It's really a shame that she's decided she wants to compete with video directly because if she actually pursued like a career as a makeup artist, she'd do really well. That makeup artist that did her up in a disguise in like the movie arc way back in season one, I think she ate her and absorbed her power. Because she does this all on her own now and she does this with completely realistic, lifelike masks that are just rubber. They're not like makeup job or anything. They are rubber masks and you can't tell them from the original. She says, you're gonna make me a misfit once I let you in on my master plan. And then we just sort of blink over to another room somewhere that I think is supposed to be Starlight Mansion. Mostly because the holograms are sitting on couches there. But they also apparently are having a business meeting in like one of their living rooms. Quote unquote, Sarah reveals that she's a film student and she wants to record Jim and the holograms. And Aja points out that's a terrible idea because that will get very complicated. Yeah, especially because, you know, the whole Jim Jerrica thing. She wants to record them doing a documentary of their newest three day long tour. That's not a tour. That's a weekend. That's the shortest tour I've ever heard of. Also, I'm pretty sure I've seen this, and it's called This is Spinal Tap. And everybody's like, no, this is a terrible idea. Sorry, Sarah. And Sarah starts crying and says, I just want to be like my idol video. Oh, no. If I don't ace this project, I won't get the scholarship to get into film school where I'm not actually a film student yet. Yeah, first you said you're a film student and then you're saying you're trying to get into film school. Your story is full of holes, Sarah. Rhea is instantly sympathetic, though. And also this is that weird animation studio. So Rhea is white now. Oh, God. So 
Rhea's like, Jerrica, she's crying. Help her out. And Jerrica's like, fine, fine. You can come on tour with us. Please stop crying. The bus is leaving at 5 a.m. sharp. Which is just such a weird combination of words that doesn't sound like they come out of a human mouth. I, like, instantly forgot about that line, though, because you remember how in the first Magician episode they had that song about how it could be you, couldn't it, couldn't it, and Aja makes the greatest suspicious face ever? She makes it again here. Yay! Dun, 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 like extreme zoom up on her face, and she's like, <clears throat> And then we blink over to the gym. Where Jerrica is getting ripped. Dang, she's lifting like 40 pounds on that arm machine. There's a gym in Starlight Mansion. I They've had like a dance studio before, but I've never seen a gym. Aja's the smart one in this episode, I guess. Yeah. Oh my God. She's like, okay, so what if this girl ends up with proof of Jem's secret on film? And Jerrica has the greatest response ever. As long as we have synergy to help us out, Sarah will never suspect a thing. Let's hide the holograms with more holograms. It's holograms all the way down. Holoception. Anyway, Aja's not buying it. Seriously, this is the entire welfare of the group here. Our entire band hinges on Jeb having, like, a secret identity for no good reason. You can't blow this for us. And Jem's like, well, stop being my mom. Jerrica calls her stubborn and unreasonable. This is our uh, mandated character conflict for the episode, by the way. I mean, it's going to be resolved in the best possible way. But prepare to hear stubborn and unreasonable for a while. So then we cut back to the place that we assume is Pizazz's, and Clash basically marches in saying, I have those idiots completely fooled. And then she tells us her master plan. Her master plan is to film the holograms, quote, at their worst, which I'm not sure what that means. At first, I thought it was going to be like them sniping at each other and being awful to each other. But later on, it looks like all she's doing is shooting a blooper reel. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Don't blooper reels usually endear people to the viewers by making them seem more human? Yes, that's the entire deal with Jackass. The misfits are really into this. They're like, yeah, sure, if this works out, we'll make you a misfit. And then everybody is like, yes, we will definitely do that thing for reals and for true. And they start winking at each other and it's like, Clash, please don't tell me you're falling for this. Clash falls for it and she just like, yay, and leaves. So the next morning at 5 a.m. sharp, Sarah films the holograms marching onto the bus in single file. And their tour outfits are terrible. Not a single one of these outfits is flattering. They don't even look like comfortable flattering. These are just like the slouchiest doll outfits they could find. And then Sarah's like, hey, wait a minute, where's Jem? And Jerrica's like, whoopsie doodle, and has Synergy create a Jem hologram in full view of Sarah that just appears out of nowhere. Oh my god, Aja's like, yes, Jerrica, where is Jem? It's been five seconds and she completely blew it. She had no thought about this at all. At no point did she say, I'll have to make a Jem and a Jerrica and I'm going to have to make sure they switch off and make sure nobody touches the hologram. She never thought about this. She's just like, whatever, it'll be fine. You're stubborn and unreasonable. No plan! Also, Rio's here. Oh, God. I guess he's driving the bus? That is his job. In this episode, Rio's job is bus driver? Chauffeur? Aja and Jerrica start sniping at each other again, and Kimber does a dramatic eye roll and says, I guess it's just gonna be one of those days. And then we get a music video. It's one of those days from Gem and the Holograms. Which is more of like the blooper reel stuff. 
Like, again, this isn't exactly the scathing portrayal of the gem of the holograms that I think Clash is going to hope it's going to be. It's just like a bunch of pratfalls and stuff falling over. Rhea, in the course of the music video, punches a hole through one of her drums. Which is badass. Those are electric drums. They make like a paper sound, but that's not what an electric drum is. She punched through an entire electric drum pad. It's amazing. Plastic. That is plastic. Rhea has super strength. Also during that same sequence, like a gigantic 10 foot tall amp falls over. That could have killed somebody. I mean, well, dance wasn't around, so. Maybe the amp thought dance was there. I still really like when they cut to the bus a couple of times and Aja's just like, have you realized that this is a bad idea yet? I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Aja is in this entire episode. She is constantly five seconds away from just belting out a verse of I know a song that gets on everybody's nerves. Oh, that's stuck in my head now. Thanks for that. You're welcome. At the end of the music video, they arrive at a frickin' circus. Okay, after the circus packs up, the arena is ours. That's not what a circus does. The circus takes the arena with it. And there's like a live lion named Simba. They're whipping a lion into a cage. That's how they pack up. And then Rio says, I'm gonna go help the lion tamer whip a lion into a cage. Yes, Rio, that's something you're qualified to do. What is your job, Rio? Is this more or less egregious than the time he decided to go help EMTs with an injured man on a movie studio? I mean, it's easy to fool yourself into thinking you know how to help someone who was in a car crash. It's less easy to fool yourself into thinking you know how to handle a live lion. So while this lion is being whipped into a cage, this really angry, very vivacious lion, which as far as I can tell is not what lions and circuses are usually like. Sarah Clash is like, oh wow, I can see why Rio is into you, Jerrica. You're so nice. Is that a neg? I feel like this would have been a golden opportunity for Sarah Clash to find out about the Jim Jerrica Rio love triangle. But at the same time, it doesn't appear that that's actually a secret. She's like, wow, you guys are such good friends. You take such good care of each other. It's almost like I'm learning a valuable lesson about what it's like on the other side of the look out the lion is loose. That's right. It's a gem episode. You got to give these guys credit. They did know how to write a gem episode. Character drama followed by lion rampage. This is an angry lion out for blood. Rio, you did such a good job helping them. I choose to believe that Rio actively screwed this up. Sarah pushes Rhea out of the path of the lion somehow. Aja basically calls the lion over and is like, I will take you on. Aja's gonna punch a lion. Aja is going to murder a lion, but instead they throw a net over the lion and that does it somehow. Why is Rio helping? Why is Rio here? I mean, technically he drove the bus. That's why he's here. But why is he here? No, that's how he's here, but not why he's here. I guess. Why couldn't Aja drive the bus? Aja and Jerrica, by the way, that's the end of their stubborn and unreasonable argument. I saved you from a lion. Therefore, our argument is over now. And like Sarah saved Rhea, we should make her an honorary hologram. Is she just coming off of the endorphins of almost fighting a lion? Anyway, it's time for Clash to have second thoughts. As the misfits watch the footage from this three-day circus tour, Pizzazz and Jetta have this weird argument about how you can mean good and bad when you're like a bad guy hoping for a bad outcome. None of this is particularly scathing. It's just a blooper reel. It's not a big deal. 
I can understand the misfits liking to sort of laugh at like, ha, they almost died that time. Ha, look at that, they almost died there. Ha ha, that thing fell over. I don't see how people rescuing other people from a lion on blues is a scathing indictment of anyone but Rio. Just fire Rio, that would be awesome. Rio takes the fall. So Clash is like, oh, I don't know, I'm having second thoughts. Maybe you guys can just enjoy this blooper reel at home. They're like, nope, it's going on live television. And it zooms in on Pizzazz, who has snake pupils. She's like, by the way, Clash, don't you still want to put video's career where it belongs? Right in the dumper? That's because dumpster is a trademark. Dumpster's a trademark? For real? Dumpster's a brand. Well, why didn't she just say garbage? That's all it takes, though. Clash is like, oh, yeah, revenge on my blood. Then Clash also has snake peoples. And then as she leaves, the greatest thing happens. Roxy's like, so we're going to go along with the original plan, right? And Pizzazz is like, yes, with one addition, Tech Rat. Tech Rat! Our boy! Our boy. Our son is back. It's been so long. It's been months since we've recorded an episode with Tech Rat, but I can't remember the last time Tech Rat was in this show. It's been too long. Our precious boy. She's going to have Tech Rat make sure the holograms don't arrive at the show on time. That's all she says. And then we skip away. And then I almost forget Tech Rat's in this episode for a while. I could barely remember this episode. So I was completely blindsided by suddenly a Tech Rat. And then we get basically, you know that scene from Lord of the Rings Return of the King where Gandalf is like cuddling with the Palantir and Pippin steals it? Well, here's that again, but instead it's video with a video. Video is in her frickin' studio sleeping on a couch because that's how she does. And there's like food and empty bottles all over the table. It's gross. I thought it was ransacked later, but no, I think that's just what she does during crunch. She just lives like this. God, I didn't want to know this about video. Somebody slips in and takes that video that she's cuddling and it's clashed and she is dressed up in full video makeup and wig just to steal a tape. What is video gonna think if she wakes up? What does Clash think video is gonna think when she wakes up? I don't know. Clash didn't even plan on being seen and she dressed up for this. So we have a commercial break. Memento Mori, video's identity, video's sense of self. Is that what's at stake here? I'm not sure what's at stake here. Whose dolls should we be buying? Clashes or videos? So video wakes up and realizes her video has been stolen. And then my notes get really confusing because I keep having to talk about video calling video about a video. It's videos all the way down. Clash's video shows up at the studio where this video is going to be aired that is a physical videotape video. And the producer is like, oh, great. I can't wait to see it. And she's like, but you can't see it. You just have to put it on the air and see it for the first time like everybody else. And the producer's like, uh? And then real video calls the studio where Clash video is with the videotape video. And she's like, no, but that's really me. I'm here. And the producer is like, well, phone video, I can't see you. So you don't exist. So this must actually be video in front of me. Oh, God, this is a mess. And then Clash video unloads the video cassette video and wanders around a corner and takes off her video mask. This is the worst sequence of all time. Ah, the 80s. And here's where my notes just start turning into complete caps lock. Meanwhile, in what feels like another episode entirely. Remember how Tegrat was going to be in this episode? He hotwired the roadster so he controls it like a video game controller from afar and is trying to crash the holograms who are on an out-of-control rockin' roadster that's actually the glittering gold roadsters that speeds along a cliffside road and almost careens into a semi-truck. Why doesn't he just send them off the edge of the cliff? I don't know! Why not just kill them at this point? I don't know! What's his plan? 
What is your plan, Tech Rat? His plan is just to, like, keep them from getting to the studio on time? I feel like there are more efficient ways to do that. Tech Rat is having such a good day, though. <laughs> he is. He is getting to show off his stuff. He hasn't been this excited since he made a hand in a box. And this just reinforces that the animation in this episode is really bad. Yeah, it is. So the misfits are there. They're like, good, keep doing that thing and wander away. And Tekrad doesn't care. He gets to remote control a car. So keep in mind, all the holograms are in that car. Now we get back to Video Studio, where she has employed orphans to help her remix and recut a brand new video that will need to be done in like, what, maybe an hour tops? How did she get these orphans over here? Where did these Starlight Girls come from? They've just been sleeping there. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But there's five of them now. There was only one of them before. They were just kept in a closet and they will just release more orphans from the closet as necessary. And so they're like, oh no, Gem isn't here yet. We have 30 minutes to air as video completely recut cuts her video from scratch. Meanwhile, in the other episode, Gem and the holograms are going to crash and die, but they won't run out of gas soon since they just filmed up yesterday. What I really love is the way that Gem says, maybe we'll run out of gas soon. Like, she's not overly concerned about what's happening. Like, the adrenaline's worn off and she's just like, well, when's this going to stop happening? So then... Then, then, Jem looks up and spots a traffic copter. And then she says Synergy to flash up a laser message into the sky that says help. So the traffic cop notices them and then the helicopter swoops down and starts following them. I also want to point out that Synergy's signal is literally just like a He-Man laser effect that goes up and zaps the helicopter. You couldn't come up with a monster or something, Synergy? You're losing your edge. They didn't have the animation budget for it. Oh my god. Okay, so the helicopter starts hovering at pace with their car, so like it's right above them. And then they start climbing aboard the helicopter one by one. They offload from the car onto the helicopter. They can't all even fit in there, so they're all just sort of hanging on for dear life onto the sides. And the pilot's really taking this in stride, all things considered. He shouldn't even know who they are, but they're like, we'll never make it to the studio on time. And then the helicopter says, my kids would never forgive me if I didn't come through for Gem and the Holograms. I'll get you there on time. Dude. I watched this sequence a couple of times and I'm still not entirely sure. What happened here? This is a completely different episode. We went from like emotional intrigue and like sabotage to suddenly an action sequence in a remote control car where we escape onto a moving helicopter. It's Gem and the Holograms. God, I love this show. So meanwhile, the misfits have arrived at the TV studio. And the producer is like, oh, there's two minutes to go. Look who walks in. He's like, those are the misfits, not the holograms. And he says, oh, they're female. They sing. They're a group. That's close enough. Dude. Dude. Like one is like pop glam rock and the other is punk glam rock. And one of these is better than the other. I mean, empirically. But the people who are tuning in for the pop glam rock aren't going to be happy with the punk glam rock. Like, dude. Dude, come on. You're a TV producer. You have to be concerned about this. Meanwhile, the helicopter lands on the roof of the building and Jim says, thanks again, Fred. How often has this happened? Does this happen regularly enough that they know this guy pretty well? I would not be shocked. While this is happening, Clash is like, okay, so am I a misfit now? And Pizzazz is like, misfits are for closers. And that makes Clash legit start crying. Yeah, like tears, big fat tears on her face. Very poorly animated tears, but tears nonetheless. So the misfits take their places on TV because this is going to be live, by the way. And then the holograms burst into the studio and the misfits are like, fine, introduce the video. It won't ruin the plan that we have. As soon as they see the holograms, Jetta goes, our plan just went down 
down the tubes. Like, way to blab everything, Jetta. You had plausible deniability and you torched it. It's okay. Apparently, they didn't even notice this because Jim's like, it's not like the misfits to give up so easily. Hmm. Did you not hear them talking about their plan? The plan that you won't ruin by doing the thing that you wanted to do. Also, Jem's dress is the worst. It's like a yellow, what would be a sundress, except that the waist is not at her waist. It is below her hips. This is a very bad dress. It clashes with her skin tone. Clashes. I get it. Hi, John. As the holograms march up to get into places as they are on in, quote, four seconds. They get in front of the cameras and the holograms are like, hi, we're the holograms. We're the guest hosts of Lindsay's show. Like Lindsay's show is literally called Lindsay's show. I can't believe that. I can't believe it's not called like Lindsay tonight or just Lindsay. Lindsay late. Late Lindsay. Lindsay's show. So Video and the Orphans march into the studio and they switch the tapes up for the one that Video just hastily cut together with the help of five teenagers. And Clash like gets locked out of the booth and like claws at the glass to try and get in. It's like a really dramatic moment. And then the holograms introduce the video and it's a music video called The Last Laugh by Jim and the Holograms. But it's also a clip show? It's a clip show of things that video should not have footage of, like the hang glider laser gun incident. It starts out with footage from the music video from You Ought to See the View from Here. You know, the episode with the hang glider with the laser gun mounted on it. And Jem's singing really angrily and like the lyrics are like this really intense diss track on the Misfits. This is like a misfit song, frankly. Gem and the Holograms are usually never this direct about how much they hate the Misfits. It shows hologram footage of Jerrica using holograms to summon that eagle creature. Which video definitely shouldn't have footage of, and it's kind of a thing that should be kept secret. Hey, you know that thing that Aja was worried about at the beginning of this episode? Someone having video evidence of holograms? Yeah, it turns out Sarah wasn't the one you should have been keeping an eye on. Anyway, this is basically Clash's supervillain origin story. Oh man, like everyone in the Misfits marches up in a row and one by one insults Clash, except for Stormer, who reaches out for a hug, hesitates, and then walks away. Aw, Stormer. And Pizzazz is like, you messed up, Sarah. Which the holograms are like, wait, we probably should have realized this earlier. You were Sarah. And then they were like, hey, wait a minute. You liked being Sarah, didn't you? You had feelings, didn't you? And Video is like, you hated me enough to put that long of a con on? Clash is like, yes, and storms off. I am literally quoting from this episode. I'll show you. Someday you'll see. Someday I'll show you all. Clash is going to go on a rampage. Except instead of going on a rampage, immediately after she leaves, she starts running after the Misfits van and begging to be a misfit and then they just laugh at her as they drive away. Oh, Clash. Because we couldn't just end with Clash being a supervillain. We had to end with her being humiliated too. And I think this is the last time we actually see Clash, so... What? Yeah, this is the last time we see Clash. Spoilers, Clash does not someday show us all. Oh my god, this is Clash's finale. Yeah. This is the worst possible note for her to end on. This is how Clash ends, humiliated and alone. Jesus, okay. And then to cap this all off, freaking like a dream again. It's an encore. It's a special encore. We didn't have enough to fill this episode, so let's just look at the really nice animation of this like a dream music video and try to forget that we're listening to like a dream. And then the weirdest thing happens. We get a Misfits video. And you may say to yourself, wait a minute, I don't remember any Misfits songs from this episode. That's because they didn't have any songs in this episode. This is We're Off and Running from the Rock Fashion Book. You know, that season one episode. This is the one where they take pictures on a roller coaster? 
So, yeah. This is the one you picked. Yes. There's not even a Jetta in this one. Nope. You think they'd at least do like Welcome to the Jungle or whatever, the season two episode in Mexico where they had Clash, you know, filming the Misfits? No, 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 no. So you're thinking about this all wrong. They had to use that music video of the Misfits because it's one of the few Misfit things that they did not pull from to make the uh, music video earlier in the episode. And that would give away their illusion. Go away, John. You're not in this episode. But I need a mansplain this episode some more. Do you? So that's Clash It's Anonymous End. That was our non-Riot Season 3 episode uh, where we tie up the loose end that is Clash, except we really don't. We just leave her hanging as a supervillain for a new season that never came. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr as well. We are at the Gem Jam just about everywhere except on Twitter where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, a like, rating, review, subscribe, wherever you find our podcast is super helpful. Comments are great. They help us get discovered, help our metrics, especially on iTunes, and they just make us feel nice. We like hearing nice things about ourselves because we're shallow. We desperately need approval. Do you want to approve of us with money? Because you can do that. Patreon.com slash the Gem Jam is our Patreon page. Join us next time uh, when we'll go into season three, episode four, Beauty and the Rock Promoter, which is one of my favorites. So until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been the Gem Jam, where we remind you that revenge is a dish best served outrageously. Best served outrageous? No, shut up. Don't say best served cold. You're not in this episode, John!